Welcome back to the Bosque County Blast. I'm Cynthia Davis. And I'm Art Devitalis. Today, we'll highlight volleyball players at Clifton and Meridian as the teams head to district play, as well as recent football matchups at the schools. We'll have your local arrest report, news on upcoming events at the new amphitheater in Meridian, and talk to the new band director at Meridian ISD. You're listening to the Bosque County Blast. For our feature story today, we had Meridian ISD to hear from the new director of the Band of Gold. Here's Nate Boyer. Originally, I'm from Ohio. Got my first degree, my bachelor's degree in Ohio called the College of Worcester. Right after college, I went to get my master's in Buffalo, New York, in Fredonia, where I got Mm -hmm. a performance degree there. Landed a job in Dallas ISD, and I spent the two years there being an assistant director, a great position. But then just Mm -hmm. over the past summer, I decided I needed a change of scenery. And amongst other things, um, I really wanted to be a head director, and I got the job at Meridian. He talked about some of the specifics of competition here. Yeah, so the band's been rehearsing since summer. We started in August. Basically, we've been so far just trying to get back playing again because we had to end early in the spring. Our first time playing our instrument in months was end of August. In the stores of the band, we've been full-swing marching band. We just started learning our competition show which we will be competing later in October at competitions. Whitney on the 24th and Polar on the 31st, and then UIL is November 7th. So we're really gunning for UIL to try to make it to area and, if possible, try to make it to states this year. And what the band has to do to tighten up their sound continually. It's a long process of what we have to do, definitely with marching band. Not only do we have to perfect the musical ability, we also have to perfect the visual part of marching band. You know, people just see a marching band and assume everybody knows how to march correctly and stuff like that. But that actually takes a lot of time and develop and quite a little bit of athletic skill to be able to do it correctly. Because if you don't uh, march correctly, it ends up being a musical problem, too, um, as we start to hear our feet in the ground. Every time you take a step, you will hear that in our sound, and we have to march a specific way to eliminate that. Yeah, we have to start that early. I hope people come out and support the band. The kids are great this year. They're really off to a great start, even though everything that's been going on, the kids have been fighting through and been putting on a great show. We're going to come out strong, and I think it's going to be a record-holding season for Meridians. Make sure everybody comes out and sees the group, because the kids deserve it. I think it's going to be a real treat for everybody who sees the band this year. Thanks for the update, and welcome from us at The Blast, Nate. And now to the news desk. The Bosque Arts Center in Clifton continues its annual Bosque Arts Classic online. Visit www.bosqueartscenter.org for more on the amazing auction this year, or grab tickets to Blues and Burgers Part 2. Play Stacks is your pro guide for Lake Whitney. Having grown up fishing the lake... He knows the water is like the back of his hand. My name's Clay Stacks. I'm Clay's guide service. I work out of Uncle Gus's Marina. I'm on the pro staff here. I'm mainly a striper guide, but I also run blue cat trips in the wintertime. From striper fishing to blue catfish to everything in between, Clay has you covered. Don't have a boat? Don't know how to clean a fish? Don't have a problem? Got a 24 foot Blazer Bay boat, brand new boat. Fish six people, real comfortable. I've been a full-time guide for four years. I've been fishing this lake for 25 years. 
I actually been fishing this lake my whole life. My dad used to bring me fishing here when I was a kid. I've been fishing here a long time. Learned from some of the best guides on the lake. I just have a passion for fishing. I fish on my days off, so I love what I do. This is a one-stop shop right here at Uncle Gus's. You can come and hire the best guides on the lake. You can get the best accommodations, the best food. It's all right here. You can bring your own boat. You can fish with a guide one day and then take your boat out the next day. You can stay right here and do it all. It's the perfect place. Give them a call at 254-485-1271 or shoot them a text. For more news and some of the biggest catches around, visit claysguideservice.org. We continue our rancher wrap with Steve Conrad of Clifton Feed and Service about raising beef in the county. Last time we discussed the breeds best for Bosque County. In the world of beef cattle, there's probably 50 breeds of cattle all over the world. Well, you need a breed that fits our climate, first of all. You need a breed that is a good beef producing breed. You want to produce something that buyers want to buy. You know, it doesn't do any good to produce something here. You may like the way they look, but if no one wants to buy your calves that you produce, well, that's not going to work very well. Here in Central Texas, Angus and Hereford have been standards for years. Shorthorn is another British breed that has been around a long time. The cows out in our herd have a little Brahmin influence, or as the world says, boss indicus blood. Right. And the reason that you have cattle breeds like that is they are better in the heat. They do a better job of uh, taking on heat in the summertime. So cattle that have a little Brahmin influence really do well. But what kind of grass and soil types do ranchers face in Bosque and what works best? Here in Bosque County there's really two directions you go or, or three because we'll talk about winter forage in a minute. Native pasture is just what it's called. It's native to this country and that would include blue stems and brome grasses and other things that naturally occur here. Mm -hmm. It has a lot to do with making sure that you're doing the right carrying capacity, you don't overgraze, and you use a good herbicide program. Improved grasses come under the heading of um, grass or beedaw grass. Those are two that you can plant in, in some of this black land of the county. Mm -hmm. And then in the sandy or lone type soils, Bermuda grass varieties work best. Yeah. Uh, coastal Bermuda grass, Tifton 85, some of those are modern grasses that ranchers use. So it kind of depends on what your soil type looks like as to which direction that you might want to go with which kind of grass. Clifton Feed handles all of that. Uh, again, we try to help a rancher decide what's his long-term goal because planting grass or, or managing forage is a long-term project. So we want to think ahead a little bit. We sell Kleingrass seed, Beedall seed, uh, native pasture mixes, Bermuda grasses, uh, you know, except uh, when you're talking about coastal Bermuda or Tipton 85. He had some other tips about the range in the country due to its geographical type. Every day a mature cow that raises a calf is going to consume 30 to 35 pounds of something every day. Typically here in Bosque County, in, in this pasture, most people have one cow-calf unit for 
15 to 20 acres. Now, that changes when you get into what we call improved forages, such as Bermuda grass or even Klein grass. With proper management, then you can have one cow-calf unit for five to 10 acres. So you're able to own and run a lot more cattle if you have improved forage. But the key to that is to be a forage manager first so that you provide plenty of feed for those cattle. Steve talks about supplements here and how what you need really depends on what you're trying to do. So our job here at the store is to provide supplements so that those cattle stay in excellent body condition so that they can rebreed and, and raise a big healthy calf. For years and years, range cubes have been seen as a supplement that a rancher can take home, can feed it on the ground or a trough, either way. Mm-hmm. And its job is to complement uh, the forage that he's being fed. So range cubes is one way to help cattle. Another way are, are tubs. Okay, tubs are made out of uh, molasses to start with and then added protein and energy and mineral and vitamins to that. So you're able to put something out in front of cattle that's in front of them 24-7 and you don't have to go out there and feed them a supplement. We have products that Purina provides for us and one is actually a liquid supplement that goes in a 300 gallon tank that a rancher puts out on his place. and. It comes in a liquid form, kind of like syrup or molasses, and those feeders actually have wheels in them where the cattle come and turn those wheels and end up getting a couple of pounds of supplement all day long um, just by coming and turning the wheels, and that helps them digest the the roughage and uh, forage a whole lot better. Gotcha. Thanks for the information, Steve. listeners, Leah Blanton here from Clifton Feed. I take care of customers in our retail area of our store. I have a passion for animals, particularly horses and dogs. Today, I want to talk to you about Exclusive Signature Pet Foods. Exclusive is our premium brand dog and cat food developed exclusively for Purina dealers. It comes in five different formulas, adult chicken and brown rice, all life stages lamb and brown rice, healthy weight formula, senior adult variety, and our very popular puppy formula. I feed the adult formula in the red bag to my dog, Murphy, which is a red healer. It keeps her healthy and she has tons of energy for herding, farm duties, playing ball, and many more everyday tasks. The Comfort Care Digestive Health feature in Exclusive helps Murphy's immune system stay strong, especially with all the fall temperature changes. It also addresses any stress that comes her way along with keeping her coat vibrant and her skin clear. Come in and try our exclusive line of pet food. Our frequent purchase program rewards you with a free bag when you buy eight over a period of time. I will record your purchases on your own frequent purchase card that we keep here and let you know when you're getting close to your free bag. I look forward to meeting each of you very soon. Come by Clifton Feed and ask me about exclusive pet food. Your Murphy will love it. We talked to Brett Voss about a big event coming up at the amphitheater in Meridian, the dedication of the circle complete with speeches and much more. This was completely Jack Cameron's inspiration. A whole lot of other people have gotten on board with him and helped make this happen, but 
he has definitely been the driving force behind it and started making this thing come to fruition, and it did. And he is super excited, as all of us are, about this dedication we're going to have. We're trying to keep it somewhat small, but we want to definitely honor the spirit of John A. Lomax. So what's planned for the evening? A couple of things that we've got going on. we got sculptor Jack Walker coming in and doing uh, some cowboy poetry. In fact, I think he's writing something specifically for the event. Multi-talented man. He's one of these true cowboys. He lived as a cowboy for the better part of his life and then became a sculptor and a poet and everything else on top of that. He's a super talented man. Got some pretty cool people coming. Roger Williams, our U.S. congressman, and our state representative, Dwayne Burns, to help christen this place. William Godby is a longtime filmmaker, producer, worked in New York and Los Angeles all of his career, and he is retired and, and moved out to Bosque County. He's from here. He has been working on a Lomax presentation for quite some time, and this is not going to be the full meal deal, but he has put together some clips and some commentary that is going to be presented at this basically to commemorate the Lomax family. Artists of the area and more will clearly be welcome to the county seat, but Brett noted a special musical act prior to the evening's conclusion. Speaking of the Lomax family, Pat and Susie Makins, members of the Lomax family, are going to be here performing folk music for us as a conclusion to the dedication. So should be a pretty uh, interesting evening. He acknowledged the hands in the project that have contributed greatly to this part of the Parks Project Phase 1. You can't even say enough about the Lomax family in general because they have quite a legacy in music, and Pat and Susie are just continuing that on. Head down to the John A. Lomax Amphitheater in Meridian Park at 5.30 p.m. Moving to your local arrest report. The Bosque County Sheriff's Office arrested a 24-year-old subject Wednesday, September 9th. Brianna Hargis-Norman of Fort Worth was charged with aggravated robbery. The Department of Public Safety detained a 22-year-old Waco man Friday, September 4th. Zachary Watson was charged with the possession of a controlled substance, penalty group 1, between 1 and 4 grams. Texas DPS state troopers arrested a 33-year-old Blum woman following a traffic stop Saturday, September 5th. Champagne Woods was charged with possession of a controlled substance, penalty group 1, under 1 gram. State troopers detained a 19-year-old Hull, Texas man Sunday, September 6th. Clinton McGee was charged with possession of marijuana under two ounces. The Department of Public Safety arrested a 21-year-old Crosby man Sunday, September 6th. Skyler Thoreau was charged with unlawful carry of a weapon. State troopers detained a 31-year-old Keller man Sunday, September 6th. Charles Caker was charged with driving while intoxicated. The Valley Mills Police Department arrested a 26-year-old Lake Oswego, Oregon man Monday, September 7th. He was charged with failure to identify. The Meridian Police Department arrested a 31-year-old Meridian man Tuesday, September 8th. Jacob Kelly was charged with injury to a child, elderly, or disabled person, criminal negligence. And here is your weekly Bosky Sports wrap-up. Let's start with head football coach Wade Morton about the homecoming game against Bartlett. Here's what he had to say about the match, which Meridian won 7-zip. Bartlett came in here. They had the same record as us, 1-1. One one. They had some pretty, big, pretty good sized kids, some athleticism that they used on the outside of our defense. Our defense did a great job crowning those guys. Scored early in the game on a 30-yard pass from Dylan Poole to Brady Taylor that put us on top. 
we couldn't be more proud of our kids. They they hung in there. We had some adversity during the game, and, and we pulled it out. So on to next week. They've had a lot of success in their program over time. Not too long, about 20 years removed. They had about three state championships. So it's good to get a win over a program like that at any time. But you know what? we got to go back. we got to get better this week. The kids are ready to go. He talked a little bit about the team's health as well. How's the team's health looking going into this next one? Dylan Hopper extended his knee. He's getting treatment over the weekend. We'll we'll see him tomorrow and see how he's doing. Everybody else is healthy. Uh, you're probably going to see a few more guys being able to touch the ball this week, which is exciting because they'll love that. We just want to make sure we're doing right by the kids and they're acting right. How they're acting and how they play defines them more than the scoreboard. So that's what we're trying to teach these guys here. Here's a look from Coach at next week's game. Hubbard comes pretty young like us. They got about six seniors as well, like we do. So they got a lot of talent with the younger classes they have. I think we match up pretty good against them. We'll get after it this week. We've got a few wrinkles we're doing. We'll see where we come out at the end of this week. Uh, hopefully it's one and up. And thank you, Coach, for the update. Head volleyball coach Megan Styron has been working on rounding out the team for the Lady Jackets. Some of our players are really starting to step up. Berkeley Parazuski, she's one of our seniors. She's one of our middles. She got her first block, I believe it was her first, um, in the last game. And um, I think that really helped her confidence and the team's confidence as well. And so that was pretty cool to see. Canyon Stoffer, she's a she's one of our freshmen. Um, she played libero for the first time this past Tuesday, and she just she absolutely killed it. She really helped us stay in plays that we could have easily gotten that we could have lost and kept us in it and never gave up and so and that can be a hard position to kind of get thrown into so I was just really proud of them especially and also Elise Herrera she's our setter at the moment we uh, unfortunately America Ramirez she was our junior she was our first setter Um, she got injured and she's been out for a couple weeks now Elise Herrera, she's one of our seniors. She stepped up. She took on the challenge head on. Um, She's been putting in the work every day at practice. Here's how the season has gone so far. We've made some changes over the last time, I think, that we've talked. Um, Some position changes and things like that. Just trying different things out. And I think we're seeing some progress with that. But I'm just really proud of the girls and the progress they've made since that first week. They're starting to get into their groove and everything. We talked about how having a district match followed by the bye week is a good chance to get back to the basics. I think it definitely was an eye-opener for us and what we are up against in our district. Hamilton was a really good team, and it showed. I think it was good for us to have a game like that, so we know the expectations um, now going into our district games. We'll definitely be working on a lot of defense. I think that's just something that is a harder skill to learn, and it can be kind of confusing trying to work on that transition and things like that. So a lot of transitioning, trying to keep it fast-paced and game-like, uh, try to make it more game-like for them. So they're used to the speed and the pace of everything, fine-tuning our fundamentals and not losing sight of those things, but really just kind of taking everything we've like our weaker areas that we've seen from the past few games and just really hitting those head on as much as we can um, before the next one and maybe try some people in different positions since we have the time to see if it'll work or not. Um, But like I said, it's really, we're really focusing just on those weaker areas 
um, and getting them ready before Saturday. But look out for the next match this Saturday. Thank you, Megan. We talked to Paige, both of the Clifton Lady Cubs, for an update on volleyball as they headed into another match two days ago. The team has fared well in district. For the first and third match, we were ahead the entire way. We just couldn't. We gave up too many errors towards the end of our match. They they went ahead of us and closed closed the game before we could. But it was a great opener. It, it gave us a good idea of, I mean, what we really need to focus on and just to get us ready for them next time. To recap, they recently beat Comanche but lost out in the first district game. So what's the season been like? I would say there was a few adjustments we've made to our lineups. That's what we used preseason for was to see what's going to work for us, what's not going to work for us. And, um, you know, some some areas we learned our weaknesses and rotations, came to practice, fixed them, and then we'd come out winning in three sets the next time. So I'm pretty confident where we're at, where we're at with our lineups, where we're at with our offense. The girls, we played Hillsborough and won in three sets, and our offense was, it was something that I've never seen before. We were running a faster offense and more variety, and we have a lot more options. We asked the coach to highlight some players with a strong game recently, not to discredit all members of the team, which is key to winning matches. With volleyball, it's it's not really a one person game per se. Okay. It's you gotta everyone's gotta be on, and that's that's what we're gonna be successful with. Um, I do have, I would say, I have three defenders right now that. Like I said, these past few weeks and since the beginning, I mean, they can just pick up almost anything, and it makes it good for our offense because the consistency they're giving us, my hitters are getting a lot of swings. Right now I have an outside hitter, Ava Anderson. She she does a great job moving the ball around. Uh, I have a freshman, Kate Humphreys. She right now, she's putting up a lot. She's putting up a few blocks uh, per set. Um, but, you know, I have all of my players right now are really involved, and I think that's what contributes to our success right now is that all of them are involved in the game and we have so many options that the opponent can't really say, all right, we're going to cover her and we'll be fine. And then she let us know what's ahead for the Lady Cubs on the court. They're going to be competitive, but I think where we're at, we're going to put up a tough fight. I think the girls will will come out ahead. Thanks, Paige, for the coach's take. Clifton head coach Chuck Caniford broke down how the match against Maypearl went and how the team is looking ahead. Well, obviously disappointed with the outcome of the game. I thought, again, we played well enough defensively, put ourselves in position to win. You know, we just, again, just struggled to get out of our own way a little bit on offense. We did a lot of good things, but every time we put together drive or got something going, we have a penalty or something that would set us back. We had an opportunity at the end of the first half where we got down inside the 10 and then got, got a penalty that put us back outside the 30. And so and then we had a couple big runs in the second half that were called back on penalties. And so, you know, we, we did a better job taking care of the football 
terms of ball security, but with penalties this time that were kind of the Achilles heel. And but again, played a team that's three and zero, and first three opponents are now a combined nine and zero. And so we have to keep the perspective and understand that this is all part of the process. And and although we've had our struggles, we've had an opportunity to win every one of those games. And and uh, he mentioned some players for making progress, though the team is growing together and facing some tough opponents in the process this season. Gave us some really quality snaps at, at tailback to help with Joe and, you know, looked really good. And it's it's really valuable, you know, for our football team to have guys like Devin Bird and, and Griffin Phillips and some other guys that are super versatile that can play a lot of different positions. Got a couple guys that are banged up, but you know, really, and, and that's unfortunately that's part of the game, and that's when that's why those guys that you know maybe don't get a lot of playing time need to be ready to roll because at any moment's notice, you know, you could go from being a backup to a starter on one play, and you got to be able to go in there and get the job done and execute. And, Larger schools have faced Clifton, but he still feels working through matches like this is better to prepare a team for district play just got to keep pushing and understand that this is part of the process and you know they as I tell the kids all the time they don't give you any trophies for non-district you know it's everything everything's earned in end of September October and November and so that's what we're pushing towards and, and trying to get better every every week and you know at the end of this if we can you know do the things that we want to do in district then this is all going to be worth it here's a look at next week's match as well well, Tannehill is a very talented football team. I mean, they're a team that two years ago was in the state championship game. Yeah, a lot of really talented players. They're going to have a tremendous amount of team speed, which is something that we really need to see before we get into district play. We're going to play some teams in district that have a lot of speed, and so we need to see that on a Friday night. We need to learn how to play against that type of speed. They're going to have some big-time playmakers on both sides of the ball. They're going to you know, get up in our face and, and press us in coverage. And, you know, we've got to learn how to deal with those things, and, and there's no better way to do that than against a quality team on Friday night. Thank you, Coach. To all the teams in Bosque County, good luck in Week Four's games. Looking at football scores from last Friday, Longtime foe Maypearl faced Clifton with the Panthers winning 17-7 over the Cubs. The Meridian Yellow Jackets took the win over the Bartlett Bulldogs 7-zip. The Valley Mills Eagles traveled to Marlin winning 42-28. For six-man action, Morgan won 74-29 against the Bynum Bulldogs. Oglesby got the win 46-30 over Iredale. Walnut Springs beat Golson 55-zip, while Cranfield's Gap came up short 27-38 against Gustine. And that's it for the Bosque County Blast. Join us again Thursday for more news and keep an eye on BoskeCountyBlast.com this week for more. Check out our Facebook for story releases as they happen. I'm Cynthia Davis. And I'm Art Devitalis. Thank you for listening. <laughs>